Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Queen Elizabeth II had a deep and lasting connection to Scotland. Any spare time she had, she'd be there at Balmoral Castle, where she died last week. But with Her Majesty's death, the push for Scottish independence could intensify, along with similar movements in Northern Ireland and Wales. Today, author Dennis Altman on what King Charles III can do to stop the United Kingdom from falling apart and what it all means for our own ties to the monarchy. I'm Dennis Altman, a professorial fellow to La Trobe University and author of the book God Save the Queen, The Strange Persistence of Monarchies. Dennis, no one in history has waited this long to assume the throne, but now we have it, King Charles III. And for the first time in history, the proclamation of a British monarch's accession was televised. What did you make of that? Well, you know, I thought it was one of the slowest ceremonies I have ever witnessed. Whereas it has pleased (laughs) Almighty God to call to his mercy our late Sovereign Lady, Queen Elizabeth II, of blessed and glorious memory. Um, it, it, it was rather like watching a BBC replay of a snooker tournament. The crown of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland is solely and rightfully come to the Prince Charles Philip Arthur George. Um, But it was quite fascinating watching the chemistry or lack of chemistry between the line of former British Prime Ministers standing in the front row, Mm. which rather reminded me of our own former Prime Ministers who are known to not love each other. God save the King. God save the King. There were also some small proclamation ceremonies held across Australia, so obviously a moment for us as well. God save the King. We can see from what uh, King Charles III has been saying that he's deeply aware of his responsibilities. But, Dennis, I want to get a sense of what his ultimate job is. You know, what will deem his reign a success in the end? It's an interesting question. The uh, television coverage stressed continually the heavy weight and responsibilities that he has. The king promised to follow the example of his mother, devoting himself to his country and the Commonwealth. As the queen herself did with such unswerving devotion, I too now solemnly pledge myself throughout the remaining time God grants me to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of our nation. Which I think rather exaggerated what they are. The reality is that the monarch is a ceremonial role. The really interesting question, I think, and this is when it becomes relevant to us in Australia, is... How will Charles respond to the growing move in some of the countries that still retain him as head of state to become republics? Charles was in Barbados a couple of years ago when Barbados severed their ties to the monarchy. From the darkest days of our past and the appalling atrocity of slavery, which forever stains our history, 
The people of this island forged their path with extraordinary fortitude. Uh, Jamaica, I think very clearly, is going to follow soon. My hope is that Charles will actually see himself as supportive of those moves and will make it clear um, in a non-political way uh, that he is not bothered by the reality that it is no longer it no longer makes sense for countries outside the United Kingdom uh, to have a British sovereign as head of state. Let's talk about that issue of republics and and how that relates to Australia soon. But King Charles III, he would also be very aware, wouldn't he, of the pressures on the United Kingdom, that nations like Scotland, Northern Ireland, even Wales could break away. Perhaps that is more pressing for him. Look, that is a very pressing issue for Great Britain. When the previous referendum for Scottish independence took place, um, it is believed that the Queen at the last moment made a comment that suggested she would be very upset with Scotland to vote to secede. But the reality is, and every British sovereign knows this, uh, had that referendum succeeded, had Scotland seceded, uh, the Queen could have done nothing about it. So I suspect Charles will spend a certain amount of time and energy in Scotland, in Wales, in Northern Ireland. He's already embarking on a tour of them prior to his coronation. But in the end, those are political decisions that go beyond anything a monarch can control. Mm, King Charles III, he will visit Edinburgh, Cardiff and Belfast even in the days ahead before the funeral. So I gather he deeply understands the importance of the future of the kingdom and the future of the UK constitution. And let's look at Scotland because the Scottish National Party won in a landslide there in 2019 on the platform of independence. I accept that the case for independence is yet to be won. But the election last week put beyond any reasonable argument our mandate to offer people in Scotland that choice. We built a coalition Do you think that the Queen's death bolsters calls for a second referendum there that would, of course, need to be supported by the Prime Minister, who is now Liz Truss. I suspect it's made very little difference in the long run. I mean, nobody is going to push for a referendum in the next few months. Mm. I think that what has happened over the last few years is that one of the implications of Brexit, and Liz Truss, of course, has now discovered herself as an ardent Brexiteer, is that it's actually hastened the possibility of the dissolution of the United Kingdom. There are ongoing real problems in Northern Ireland. Um, I actually would suspect that Ireland is going to be a more immediate issue for the continuance of the United Kingdom because there was a very complicated deal made that somehow managed to keep Northern Ireland half in and half out of Brexit. But again, what the monarch can do is very, very restricted. And I think that uh, in the end, uh, it depends on the ability of the politicians at Westminster far more than anything that can be done out of Buckingham Palace. Mm, Even in Wales, support for independence is building, particularly among young people. 
I think that there will be a lot of complicated discussions going on in Britain over the next decade. Uh, and you're quite right that, that, that in Wales now there is somewhat of a move towards independence. And it's interesting that one of the very first acts of King Charles was to declare his eldest son, William, uh, the new Prince of Wales. Uh, and people will remember that there was a very elaborate ceremony many years ago when Charles was in his 20s, uh, making him Prince of Wales. Charles, Prince of Wales, to become your liege man of life and limb and of earthly worship. And faith and truth I will bear unto thee. So certainly the, the, the monarchy will exercise its symbolic role in trying to preserve a united kingdom. Mm. But in the end, as I say, I think that uh, realpolitik is far more significant than anything uh, that ceremony and royal visits can do. Mm, OK, Dennis, let's go back now to the issue of the Commonwealth. Will we see, do you think now, renewed calls for another republic referendum? Malcolm Turnbull, he led uh, that Republican campaign at the first referendum in 1999. He gave an emotional tribute to the Queen. What an amazing life. What amazing leadership. And it is the end of an era. And let's hope that the future after the Queen's passing is one where we will have leadership as dedicated and selfless as she has shown. Even the Republicans are acknowledging the work she did, but is there, Dennis, as much affection for Charles and does it matter? There can't be as much affection for Charles. Almost all Australians now have grown up only knowing the Queen. The Queen has been this constant presence in our lives for 70 years. Now, my feeling is that this will, in odd ways, translate to Charles. The emotional ties to the the family will remain. I don't think that, by the way, changes the arguments for a republic. I mean, the arguments for a republic are essentially about the bizarre situation we have in Australia, whereby our head of state lives 12,000 miles away and is represented by somebody whom most Australians are hard-pressed to even identify. What's your prediction then, Dennis? Can King Charles III help to keep the kingdom united, the United Kingdom together, and keep nations like Australia in the monarchy? I think that on the first question, I would be much more concerned about Liz Truss's ability Mm -hmm. uh, to keep the United Kingdom together. As far as the Republic goes, I think that we will certainly see most of the Caribbean countries that have retained the monarchy will abandon it in the next decade. I mean, Jamaica is clearly the next cab off the rank. What will happen in Australia, I'm less sure. I don't see it happening soon, partly because I think there is such distrust in Australia now of politicians that any system that is suggested that appears to give politicians some say is likely uh, to be unpopular. 
And I think that the emotions that the Queen's death has provoked, which I think will then be continued around the coronation of Charles, suggests to me that it's going to be quite a while before we even can have a serious debate uh, of the sort we did 20 years ago about the possibility of becoming a republic. Dennis Altman is the author of God Save the Queen, The Strange Persistence of Monarchies. An essential research poll earlier this year found 44% of Australians support a republic, 34% oppose it, while 22% are undecided. This episode was produced by Sydney Peed and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.